Welcome back to Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio. I go by the name of Roscoe English. I'm on the line with Keith PJ. Keys and Nick. What's going oh, what's going on? What's going on, uh, Keith? Keys and, and Nick will be joining later. But right now, we have a very, very special guest. Filmmaker, co-director, co-producer of Basketball County in the Water, Jimmy Jenkins. How you doing, sir? What's up? What's up, man? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thanks for giving us your time. Um, so let's hop straight into it. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you or your work, who is Jimmy Jenkins? Uh, I'm a guy from Prince George's County, Maryland. I'm a filmmaker, uh, media content producer. I write, direct, produce. And I uh, started when I was about 19 years old. I'm 29 now. And I have a couple, few projects out um, that I've been pushing and working on some new stuff, man. So just kind of uh, a, a local filmmaker from the area that's just got big dreams. For sure, for sure. Excellent, excellent. So, Jimmy, you mentioned in the passing of you going out of town to visit family and playing basketball and realizing how much better you were than those kids due to the level of talent you played at home. Um, talk to us about Jimmy Jenkins, the basketball player, and where your love for the game developed. Man, it just, you know, my older sister played college basketball, played in Georgetown. Um, you know, I, I just kind of grew up around the game. So every day I was watching basketball, I was at the gym or and at a young age, my parents put me in sports, so football and basketball. So where we're from, that's like the activity that like all of my friends did. We all played for our community basketball teams, et cetera. So it's just something that when you do something a lot, you, you're going to be good at it. And I wasn't even like the best among my friends and the people I grew up with. Like it was so many good players. But when I kind of would, would play in other areas or if we had a team and we went to go play in the national tournament, we would always win or be at the top. And it would be multiple teams from this area. So, you know, Baltimore, too, you know, we, we, we really didn't have the time to go into uh, like how, how I would like to have you know, gone into detail about the story, but, you know, we wanted to do some stuff on Baltimore and stuff like that, but we didn't have the time. So, uh, it's, it's just, you know, Baltimore got Hoopers too. It's, you know, it's just, it's just a hotbed in this area. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you're known to go out and speak to student athletes. Where did that inspiration come from? Well, my dad, uh, my dad and my mom, like they, they, they're, they have a church and my dad's a pastor of a, of a local church. And so like, I, that's another thing. Like, that's what I've seen growing up. Like my father speaking inspirational messages to people. So, you know, you know, I, it kind of like, I kind of adopted that principle and kind of help people where, where I can, or try to show some lessons I've learned as I'm learning through life. So, you know, it's just something I grew up with just like basketball. For sure. For sure. So where, where did your love for filmmaking derive from? How did you get your start? Well, I think ultimately it just came from the feeling that movies gave me as a kid. It took me to a place that other things didn't. Mm. And, you know, whenever I was sitting down to watch a movie, I'll have a feeling when the opening credits will come up or whatever. And it was something I was always fascinated with. And my older brother also wrote plays uh, when he got to college so for our church. So I used to go to those plays and see how he did that. And I said, man, you know. I think I can do this. And I, and I like started writing plays in 19 and just been doing it ever since. So what's a few of your favorite movies? Man, I got a list. Uh, <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Mm, uh, I, love, I love Shawshank. I love uh, Bronx Tale. I love, uh, man, I got a long list of movies. <laughs> I love, you know, I like even like 
like it's a movie called Lawless. I just love. It's a movie. Mm. Uh, no Country for Old Men's good. Yeah, it's it's a. It's uh you know of course all Spike Lee's films are great you know yeah. all the, all the John Singleton boys like all of, of course all of the ones that everybody watch I love those as well so definitely yeah okay so let's get into the documentary where did the idea of in the water come from yeah I mean like as as growing up as I got older like. And seeing all every, all my friends go to NBA and McDonald's All American games and just realizing like yo we're really like good in basketball and it, you know years ago the thought came and it just was a long process in getting it completed and uh, it's it's just it's just about how dominant we've been in the AAU scene and just being in the NBA in college like we didn't even have be able to go into like the college aspect and even a lot of the NBA stories we didn't get to touch on so it's a lot of a lot of history in that in that area in our area so that's kind of where it came from yeah Jimmy so you briefly alluded to the premise of basketball county um who are some of the rec- recognizable faces that uh listeners may see in the documentary uh Kevin Durant Quinn Cook Michael Beasley John Thompson uh James Brown Mm. Uh, Michael Fultz, Victor Oladipo. Um, just a, it's it's a, it's a lot of uh, Adrian Danley, yeah. Morgan Wooten. You're mm. gonna see some Limbaugh stuff. You're gonna see Nolan Smith. You know, it's just gonna it's gonna be a you know uh, a quick journey you get to take just to get a yeah. glimpse of what we're about. Yeah, I'm not. I, we talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. And I was like, man, it was only like 40 to 50 minutes. I was itching for more. <laughs> yeah, so I was, um, yeah. But I enjoyed it. The one thing I took away from it, and I wish Baltimore would adopt, is the fact that you all have like over 400 parks there in PG County that all had basketball courts for kids to foster their game. And so I, that was a nice nugget that you all dropped in that doc. And um, I wish Baltimore would adopt that to give our kids another option. Sure, yeah, yeah. We definitely have a great park system. Yeah. Park system is... Uh, unbelievable here and they really put a lot into it so you know it just showed the harvest of uh what they planted years ago for sure so the documentary is um primarily a focus on prince george's county basketball but what is your opinion on dmv basketball as a whole you briefly alluded to baltimore having great talent as well would you ever consider on making a documentary on the whole region yeah i mean you know originally it touched on more of the area, but when you, like I said, sometimes when you're when you're selling a project, um, and and you're working with people other than yourself, and people that have been doing this for years, you know, we had to kind of confine it because it it, it sounded better to be one county that's producing these players, and I think that it's just kind of like a start um, of what we can tell because. It's just a great area of basketball. And I think that, of course, our goal wasn't just to tell one story and that's it. You know, my plan is to tell deeper stories about our area and just to to get people more bought into what we got to offer. Yeah, for sure. So building on that, we think Baltimore Hoop is very underrated. Um, What's your take on that? Baltimore is is Hoopers, bro. Like, yeah, like Baltimore, DC is just hoopers. <laughs> it's like it's only a thirty minute, forty five minute drive, bro. Like yeah. hoopers, bro. Like 
So it, it's, it's, it's close. Like, we we are as good as we are because of, because of y'all. And y'all are as good as y'all because of us. Because we play each other and we fight and we battle. And it's like, uh, it's hand in hand. Yeah, and it's like, you know, Baltimore is like people's stories have been told. Like, like y'all, Baltimore's had the Baltimore boys and different stories. PG County never really had anything at all. So it was just like an opportunity to, to give uh, the county a, a, a little shine. For sure. True, true. So how many interviews would you say you conducted while producing In the Water? And what, a, uh, what were a couple of your favorite interviews? Uh, it was it was about 100. Yeah, I can, yeah about 100. Grinding, but Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I loved all the interviews that, that, that were in the film, but most a lot of my favorites didn't make it. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, so like you say about those? about man, Rodney McLeod of the Rams, or Tom Thomas, mm. uh of the Wizards, uh Roger Mason. Um uh, you know, a lot of these mm. interviews that we had people that just didn't make just didn't make the story for this time frame, you know, to mm. fit this time frame. And yeah, it, it just it just, you know, it was tough. It was tough for me to digest, but like I said, I'm a young filmmaker. This is my first time at this level. I can't. I can I got so much say. Yeah, for sure. You know, so you know. Definitely. So, is there any one player coach you were unable to talk to that you wish you could have? Oh man, it ain't one. It's hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many to name. I don't even want to name one person because it's too many people that I didn't get to that we didn't get to include. For sure. You know, so you know, it just. It just, it is what it is. But I think the good thing is that we got our community on the map. Yeah. Speaking of your uh, community, who were some of your favorite guys that you enjoy watching playing? Oh man, I always loved. Like I went to school with Beasley and Nolan, so I yeah. always loved watching them play. I always love watching KD play. Always love watching Quinn play, of course. And mm. I love watching people like Chris Wright, Austin Freeman. They mm. they didn't make the doc, but those are players I love to to, to watch. Uh, I love to watch Navarro Bowman. He played basketball. He was a yeah, hooper. Navarro was tough. Yeah, yeah, he got buckets, bro. Like you know, so many people like out out there that just got buckets that you know just got buckets for yeah. no reason just got buckets like it's a guy by the name of chad wilson like mm. nobody will probably ever know but he was like the best child player i ever seen in my life even to this day wow. like i never seen a kid dominate like he dominated he was on my team and like you know so it, it, it was just great growing up at that time and his memories uh you know I, i'll never forget if, if you could have an all-time pg starting five who would it be Man, I answered this once before, and I, I I just I just was like, dang, how can I I can't do it? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. big pool, big pool of players yeah. to pick from. Yeah, it's not part. I can't do it, bro. I, I, <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, I can't even do it, bro. So, what's your relationship like with Kevin Durant, executive producer, of the documentary, and head of Thirty Five Ventures? Like, yeah, man. You know, like I said, we all grew up in the same neighborhood, so like, you know, the unique thing, like Kevin's. A uh, great grandfather was the pastor of the church that my father is before my father was the pastor of. Wow. So, like, you know, his great grandfather was the pastor. Then my father came in and uh, like it's all in like he grew up right down the street from the church. I didn't live far from the church. So 
like you, you, you live with you live like every the thing the unique thing about the story is everybody like didn't live far from each other. So of course you cross people here and there and stuff like that. And yeah. and even with like Vic and Quinn, like we all have relationships and we all like have that that home bond. Like you know you good, make sure you straight and and all that. So it's it's just a, a good relationship to have, and I'm proud of all those guys. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Jimmy, in 2017, you and your older brother filmed your first budgeted feature film entitled Center One. It's starring Lamont Rucker, Clifton Powell, and many other notable actors. Talk to us about that moment and the premise of the movie. Well, uh, it was a great, it was a, a, a great experience. And, you know, we've been telling stories for a while, but that was the first time that we got to tell a budgeted film. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a it was a great it was a great experience, and I'm just glad that we were able to get the film done. It was able to touch a lot of lives, and a lot of people came out to see it. So it was overall it was it was just one of the best experiences for me. So I, I just I'm just happy we were able to get that done, and it kind of started my career having it on TV one and all that stuff. So I was I was happy. Yeah, congrats on that. Uh, so we talked about it briefly earlier. Spike Lee and the late great John Singleton are not just some of the best storytellers in black film, but in cinema, period. How have some of their works inspired you in the way you want to paint, paint stories through film? Oh, man, those those films inspire me, like, beyond everything. Like, I, I, I still watch those films, like, to this day. And, like, those are, the, those are the stories I wanted to be like. You know, those are the stories I wanted to kind of mimic. And, and and recreate and even to this day, those are the, those are the films I want to you know mimic. So I just kind of glad that they set the set the standard, and um, I'm just I'm just moving moving and, and hoping that I can make classics like they did. Absolutely. So in your opinion, what goes into being a successful film director? Man, uh, a lot of time and a lot of studying, and a lot of. Uh, a lot of trying, man. I think that that's just what it boils down to. Just a lot of, a lot of practice, bro. Like a lot of practice and a lot of studying, watching films, watching good films, watching bad films. And that's just kind of something that I tried to do. And it, it worked, it worked a little bit, <laughs> you know, and I'm just, you know, trying to, trying to keep it up. Yeah, man. Well, I know it's, it's inspiring to see a young brother successful like that, man. So keep it up. Um, we have one more question before you get out of here. What are some of your future aspirations in film? Man, uh, I just got, I got a few more, I got a lot of stories I want to tell, man. I just, I want to do documentaries. I want to do narratives. I want to do all types of films. So, um, right now I'm just like planning for my new projects, putting time into my new projects and hoping that one day it'll, it'll, it'll all work out, but you know, nothing's promised, nothing's guaranteed. So I'm just trying to trying to stay hungry and keep keep moving forward man that's great jimmy that's great jimmy and um once again from nitty gritty we appreciate you for giving us your time today we really enjoyed the documentary and we'll definitely be looking out for your future works thanks man much love thank y'all for having me no thank you you have a good day man all right you too brand activations business openings recently engaged during any life event that deserves a celebration Start planning with Penn Jones Events. Owner and principal planner Paige guarantees a fun and stress-free planning experience. Managing every event aspect, including budgets, timelines, vendor negotiations, event design, and more. 
Penn Jones Events is a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Maryland. We curate extraordinary events tailored to you. Let's start planning today. For a free 30-minute consultation, visit ppjevents.com. All right, who's in, who's out? Let's get it. Your niggas on Hall of Fame, that's a no. Hell no. Am I the one to blame, that's a no. Hell no. Am I on Hall of Fame, that's a yeah, nigga. Definitely on Hall of Fame. This week's who's in, who's out. Kevin Johnson, Tim Hardaway. What's your thoughts? I think the flock back with us. Oh, we, 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 we flocky right now. <laughs> we flocky. <laughs> Where they at? Where they at? I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, what's up, Keys? What's going on? That was a good interview, y'all. Thanks for holding it down. I don't know what's going on with this laptop. Storm. So it's it's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, Kevin Johnson, Tim Hardaway. What's your thoughts on those two? That's. I, I saw y'all talk about it in the chat earlier. That's a tough one. Now, I mean, them two, because they they kind. I need I need to look at Kevin Johnson's accolades because because I know Tim Tim was a dog. Tim Hardy was definitely oh, a dog. right now. He was, he was definitely uh, the leader on them teams. That Miami Heat teams. But then, then so got, um, Kevin was a strong defensive player too. So Kevin Johnson, career average seventeen point nine. Average seventeen points. Nine point. Yeah, yeah, almost eighteen, almost eighteen a game. Nine. Nine assists a game, one and a half steals a game. Um, career cut short due to injuries, but I mean, ended your career averaging like, seventeen. Numbers, Man, that's, that's tough. Three time, three time All Star, four time second team All NBA, one time third team. Yeah, you gotta put some respect on his name. Yeah, yeah, I yeah that's part. That's part of the reasons why I added him because you really don't even hear his name brought up. Not at all. That's like one of the, when we first started playing in the show, we was talking about um, players you may have forgot about. He's definitely one of them. Yeah, he definitely forgot Because um, the only, it's Tim. like the only, the only clip you see Kevin Johnson is the finals against Lightning. At least we have clips of Kevin Johnson that we did that. Right, right. It's only the finals. Like only the finals. Um, right. Tim Hardaway was a dog. Yeah, man. man. Tim Hardaway should, I mean, we, we know what that's about, but he should walk. He really should walk in. He should be in. Yeah, he kind of put his foot in the mouth in the interview. I'm not going to say what he said, but um, speaking just on the floor. Tim Hardaway was 17 or 8. Yeah, Yeah, no, I said Tim Hardaway 17 or 8. Or career. Yeah, man, we here. (laughs) But, uh, Um, yeah, they both was. He got got his own crossover. Both five-time All NBA. He, he got any uh, similar boats. I, I mean, if we gotta I'm, choose, I, I'm, I'm putting to. Tim in. I'm putting Tim in. I mean, that was almost ten years ago. What he said. I'm putting Tim in. Um, Kevin. You look at the world. I think the only Kevin only is a little tough. I mean, him and Kevin. Kevin retired prematurely. Due to uh, injury, due to interest, you know, having other aspirations or whatnot. So, Tim Hardaway got some right. some years on him per se, but the averages are similar. The impact similar. Same. People forget how much K- KJ was was really uh, out there in Phoenix doing his thing. Yeah, right. I mean, that's seventeen. That's 
like it's very dear to me. And that is not a lot of people. Yeah, that's not for me. Nothing for me. I always play with the. I, I stayed playing with the Suns on NBA yeah. Jam. They was tough. Yeah. <laughs> they was tough on NBA Jam. Um. So I got Tim Men, Kevin Johnson, not really so much, but um, hey, shout out to him for giving back to his community, joining politics, and been in it for a while too. So. Shouts out to him. Um, moving on to NFL news. Goofy news. Keith. <laughs> drop that thing real quick, please. Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Like, bro, it's, it's, you going too far, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. It's the second week. No, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk over, man. F Drew Brees, man. In an interview with Yahoo Finance on Wednesday, Drew Brees says he will never agree with people disrespecting the flag. When asked how he felt about players bringing back the pregame protest during the national anthem due to recent events around the country, fellas, do not let up on this white man. He's a clown. A clown. I'm, I'm like I'm tired of these dudes, man. I really am. Like no, no one's disrespecting the flag. We had ancestors that looked just like us that was marching with them out there in the field with them. It's not disrespecting the flag out there and, in the and, field too. And and, and 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 I got a problem with a lot of other people that's not on this list right now too. Yeah, A. Ross said something, but y'all could have been spoke up. Y'all saw Kaepernick lose his job a few years back. Now, because it's the right thing to say, oh, let's get out in front of it. Let's say something. Pete Carroll. I got a, I got a problem with that. Definitely even the commercial. Even, even the snippet that the, that the black NFL players drop is, to me, is late. I mean, I respect it because they putting their face out there. They're doing it now. But it's like, where was y'all at when, when Colin needed y'all? This is, this is uh, uh, whatever that commercial, whatever they did today, whenever they dropped it. This is something I should have done when he was taking the knee. This is something that we stand with y'all. We, we talk to the NFL now because everybody's speaking up. Now y'all make a video. I mean, I, like I said, I respect it, but at the same time, it, it's too late for me. I think I heard a, I think I heard a good point yesterday when somebody said, I forgot who said it. They said, basically, the way the country's going now, we, we, we moving into the zone of nationalism where we putting country and flag before a person, right? Mm-hmm. So... We're caring more about a piece of fabric. Like the flag really is a symbol. It's not anything that's saving lives or helping people grow and evolve. It's a symbol. You know what I mean? Yeah. We put in a symbol something right. something not real, something that's made up in our minds over human beings that we can see, touch, feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is what we prioritize. And when you say disrespect the flag, I would never accept that or respect it. Drew, you got to understand, you know, that flag might mean something different to a minority, uh, brown, African-American, Hispanic, uh, Native American. Let's not forget those people either. Like that flag, when you look at it, you you might not have the same pride as it, you know, as a as a Caucasian male who's 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 had that flag protect them for so many years. And this is not to be a battle of the races It's really just. To be real right now. Yeah. Has Drew heard the second stanza of the Star Spangled Banner? I'm sure he hasn't. Um, Drew, 
you said your two grandfathers fought in World War II. So did a lot of black uncles and grandfathers and fathers. That when they came back, they got their ass beat for wearing that uniform. When they came back, they couldn't vote. It was black people fighting in a revolutionary war for their master's freedom. Forget, forget Drew, back then. What save, about now? Save all of that my grandfather's fort crap, man. I, I, Your I just, fort... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Keith. I, I, just, now, I just don't... I just don't understand why is that your stance when you literally every Sunday you get up in front of 85% of your team is black. <laughs> you get up in front of 85% of black people and you talk and say we we I'm leading you guys whatever 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 whatever. You're not a leader. You're not. No. That's why you're no. a follower. No. And New Orleans has a has a strong black population. Strong. So I mean, I mean regardless of like, that, you saw Katrina. Regardless like, of that, he could have his opinion about the flag. He can be country first. I get it, but at the same token, he didn't have a lick of compassion. Nah, he didn't say. Nah. He didn't say. You know what? What happened to George Floyd and what continues to happen mm-hmm. to African Americans is horrible. And I understand and stand with my brothers. You know, but I also believe that yada 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 about the flag. Right? Nah, he didn't say none of that. This dude, first thing he said out his mouth was talking about how the flag uh, makes him feel. And how he feels that, uh, you know, nobody should disrespect him. He ain't, he ain't say not one word about, you know, the Michael Thomases or the Alvin Kamars or the Emmanuel Sanders or the people, black people on his line protecting them. You know what I mean? Or the, or the black teammates on defense that's tackling and getting stops for him. He ain't say nothing about that. Yeah. How, y- how y'all think that, uh, how y'all think that thing's locker room going to be now? It's going to be tense. It's going to be tense. It's never going to be the same. They, they jumped out in front of it. And like y'all said yesterday in the chat, that's the safe face right now. Because right now, they like I believe, I don't know if it was Score Nick, they prioritizing the Super Bowl. But yeah, for sure. they, but for sure. trust me, not they not talking to Drew, I don't believe. They giving, that, they giving him the side eye, man. Drew on the road, man. I can't wait. Um, oh, man, they going. I, oh, my goodness. It's a reason why the only two offensive players to speak have been Alvin and Mike. Who are their best two offensive players? Alvin and Mike. I'm pretty sure the owner called them and said, look, look, just say you accept it. Because I can't see Mike tweeting what he tweeted in less than eight hours later, it's all good, kumbaya, that's my brother. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And teammates, though, at a certain point, you know, selfishly, like like as an individual, Mike Thomas, like, yo, like this is my team and this is the dude that's going to be throwing me the ball. Like, let me, let me try to... You know what I mean? Men fences. I don't think he's men defenses though. I think he's no. gonna be looking at that man weird. He still wants his slant route targets. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Put that thing on the money for me, big boy. But uh, you know, as far as respect, like when you look at a man and and one, whether you respect him or not, I think that's gone all the way, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't think they had to accept his apology because guess what? Football is their job. We all work right. with people that we don't like. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Ben and Antonio. They ain't like each other for how long? And look what they did. I mean, it's it's possible, but I'm not. I I know for me, I'm I'm not getting out there and apolog and accepting his apology because I don't. Never. I don't. I'm never doing it. I, mean, I can don't. You, can, you imagine, like, can you imagine if it's if it's divisional week or championship week, and that's the questions they gotta answer? Like that's the type of you gotta think about stuff like that. And he clearly he didn't think, and that's what. 
<laughs> my problem with all these with everybody that's coming out saying something in their opinion, whatever, you gotta have some type of PR. Like I don't I don't get why you you going on live to national TV and saying something <laughs> like that. Like it's like you like everybody said you gotta read the room. And that's they're not doing that right now. He spoke from his heart. I mean, Drew been feeling like this since the beginning. This ain't new. I just don't respect the the Deion Sanders backpedal. Like, stand on it, bro. You said what you said. Stand on it. Like, I would I would respect it exactly. more. I was no, he just saying he backpedal. He was just like, you know what I said. Yeah, what yeah. Deion ain't say nothing. Oh, Keith was ready to go. <laughs> Keith was ready to go. Um, nah. Keith found it was a Google image. It was a Google image on Instagram. It's a it's disingenuous. So disingenuous that he been on a, a, a world tour of apologizing. It's not going to work, Drew. Them defensive players, they not going to forget. So you better hope and pray your line got an ounce of professionalism this the year. The whole league is going to kneel now. Hope y'all know. Yeah. The entire league is kneeling. <laughs> you thought that was dead, uh, Roger Goodell? No, sir. <laughs> oh, it's strong now. And they don't – now they oh, got but- the – See, because back then they didn't have the confidence. They got the confidence now. Oh, yeah. Well, they lost. They, they frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They saw somebody lose their career for the same exact thing. And now you can't you can't blame it on military now. You see what it is. <laughs> you see and what it is. And, and it's crazy because when Cap took, when Cap first sat, he went and talked to a Green Beret. Yep. The Green Beret said, kneeling is a form of respect. How many countless... White and black soldiers say, yo, Cap's not disrespecting us at all. Yo, how Them many people times chose, did they, many people times chose did they sell, not to care? How many times did they sell merchandise while the the, the anthem is playing? <coughs> like, can you not get up and get a hot dog during that beautiful song? Hey, you do whatever you want. Hey, Nick, you want to be real specific? Don't don't they say that wearing a flag like in clothing is disrespectful? Yo, it's mad things that <laughs> like, hypothetically is disrespectful like the code to the flag. To the flag, like it's a lot of things that's disrespectful to the flag that a lot of Americans do on a daily basis. Um, yeah, like being racist, like that's disrespectful yeah. to the flag. Like yeah. <laughs> as far as what America stands for, that's not really it. Like this is a country that was founded on immigration. If y'all want to be technical, Pilgrims they were immigrants and they were illegal. They stole land. Let's just be real. So, you know, we talk about opportunity. We talk about what it means to be American. Immigration, you know, inclusiveness, togetherness. You know what I mean? uh, Native Americans helped them learn how to use the land. (laughs) Taught them what to eat and what what the landscape was like. They, I don't know, bro. Talk to them. It makes me me mad. Drew, you goofy, man. I'm glad you showed your hand. Glad you showed your hand. Moving on to more goofy news. Head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nick Fangio, says he sees no racism in the NFL, the same league that's implemented rules and incentives for hiring black coaches. Thoughts? Why are they asking him? <laughs> like, who asked him, though? Like, which, which, which journalist said, you know what, let me, let me ask this 60-year-old Caucasian male who clearly doesn't have a sense of uh, couth or just, just good timing. Let's ask him what he feels about racism in the NFL. Nobody cares what Vic Fangio has to say. <laughs> and it's sad that he's a coach. A Vic. Talk about a locker room divided. A How Vic. you supposed to look at your... Supposed to be the leader of the leaders. 
Yeah. Avit. I mean, they get a third round. They they were offering a third round pick to hire a minority candidate. I mean, they hired you and got like a four and twelve season. I mean, how can you not see the racism in that? How can look at the league, look at the GMs, look at the owners. They were offering XFL jobs <laughs> like a week ago. Oh, own an XFL team, maybe own a head, be a head coach of an XFL team. What did you Somebody, just say? Nick, that locker room is 85% black in New Orleans, probably. Each That's every NFL locker room. Like, put some respect on it, Nick. Like, Vic, how can these players even look you in your eyes? Like, if I'm Vaughn Miller, like, trade me. I don't want to play for you. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Fam, I don't want you talking to me. You that tone deaf, Nick? Come on, bro. Come on. What happened to shutting up? Next question, please. Yeah. Like, you don't have to rush to answer every question. <laughs> you know how many people Eurostep questions? <laughs> like. We didn't have guests Eurostep for, questions. For, for, for sure, Nick. Nick uh, Bangio. We we, we we not talking about you. <laughs> back to the back to they just they just not reading the room. Like they just not reading the room, man. I feel like everybody need to, if you coming out of the locker room, read the room. Like it, it's, I feel like that's a very simple saying, but I feel like that's what you need to follow right now. Let's just put it all out there, man. Like if anybody else got something else to say, just say it so we we can properly identify you guys. You know what I mean? Like Drew Brees, I commend you. You know what I mean? You spoke your truth, so now I know where to put you, right? Vic yeah. Fangio, you spoke your truth, now I know where to put you. Anybody else? Nick Fromm? Anybody else? Oh. Are we getting Thanks for the alley. Or Jake Fromm, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, Speaking yeah. of, yeah, Bill's about to be former Bill's rookie quarterback is in hot water after text messages leak of him saying only the elite white people should buy guns. I have Jake Fromm on my Madden team. I cut him. Damn. You know what? It's a show on Netflix called QB1. Yeah. He was on the first season. And I'm not shocked by this at all. I mean, the only thing. I'm not shocked by this at all. I seen this upbringing. I seen this upbringing. I'm not shocked by this at all. Yeah, Fromm ain't. That's where it starts. all All this behavior is learned behavior. Like, it's not something that you go online and you read about it. like it, this is this has been taught to these people man that's that's the most upsetting part about it that you have generations and generations that are handing this down like hey some families handing down family bibles some family hand hand down think these families are handing down racism that's crazy that's, that's, a fact that's crazy key. to me that's um, a keys. and the, the funny bills. thing is oh go, go ahead nick no no go ahead quickly Nick. quickly the funny thing is you know, America, we run away from our history. In Germany, like, they properly teach their history so that it's not repeated again. So it's not like uh, they run away from the Nazi Germany aspect Absolutely. of their history. Yo, like, they literally ingrain that in young kids' head. Like, yo, this is not the wave. Like, we are so much further than this, and this is our past, but we're so much better than this. And they haven't had issues with anything like that moving forward. Us? Now, like, we, we sit there, change the meaning of the Confederate flag. You know what I mean? When somebody says Black Lives Matter, somebody says All Lives Matter. Like, it's just the guilt is there, but 
nobody wants to acknowledge the guilt and they want to run away from it because they're ashamed, you know? Talk to them. And America it's, it's, got a bunch it's, of I mean, dirty little secrets, man. Right. That's and not secrets. I mean, yeah. You know it. <laughs> and it's still, I mean, you, it's a shame when you, you know, you, you, you have that history, hundred, hundred and something years ago or whatever, that history, and you still taking down statues from these people. Like, why, why has these statues not been removed? Why is mm-hmm. it 2020 and the governor of Virginia coming on TV saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're removing a, a statue of Robert E. Lee. Do, do you know who Robert E. Lee was? Like, what are you doing? Like, why, <laughs> why is that not been gone? Like, I, that's How many schools like, yeah. are still named after him? Right. Why, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, all this stuff, that, all this stuff or whatever, like, that they doing, removing statues, Aaron Rodgers. I don't like all the reactive stuff. Like, don't react to it. Don't, don't be a reactive person. Like, be proactive. And I, that's the way I'm coming from on this whole thing. Yeah. So the, the Bills have a, a history of, of this, really, because Josh Allen, his tweets were brought up when he was a teenager, him going off. See, but they use, oh, he was just a kid, and he was able to sweep that under the rug. See, Jake Fromm, this was last year. Yeah, but, you know, they tried to backtrack with Fromm, too, though, Sco. Oh, yeah. Oh, because they yeah. said it later on in the text thread, he, he alluded to not being an elite white person. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But, I, but like said I said, said. <laughs> but like I said, I watched him, his upbringing. I can see why he would think that. I can see that. Man, I, I we, saw it on Netflix, man. Um, can, we, can, we, can we page Justin Fields, please? <laughs> can we mm-hmm. page him? Bro. I, I still don't believe that he, that, he, that Kirby Smart did that. I, I still don't believe that, but it's a conversation for a different day. I can't see how you see Jake Fromm and see Justin Fields and say Jake Fromm is better. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, hope you can find a job in the Canadian land because oh, it's get, done for get, you, fam. He'll get hired. He'll get hired. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't Dang, forget he was, I mean, he wasn't, he's not that good to be taking this kind of a risk anyway. I saw, <laughs> like Austin, he, da- I saw Austin Davis get picked up before Kaepernick, so listen, he'll be fine. Nate Peterman <laughs> has a job. Brian Hoyer has a good Yeah, Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, this league is so man, if this Nick, I seen you say this on Facebook. If this league didn't provide jobs for so many black people, I would turn this crap off so fast. <laughs> Yo, that was my dilemma when we was talking about protesting the NFL. Uh, you know, not watching it and whatnot. I was like, hmm, that's a good idea. But then if you think about it, you know, these white bi- or excuse me, these 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 billionaire owners, you know what I mean? They have other investments. They'll be fine. <laughs> they, they'll move on to a different venture and make bread. You know, these players, what's going to happen to them if they don't have this uh, this league that we watch and tune into and support? You know, that's the that's the main thing. Like, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing. But I definitely would have gave it up a long time ago. Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, so real quick, we don't even have to stay on this too long. Clips and assistant coach Danny Pearman has publicly apologized for using a racial slur at practice in 2017. From everybody in Nitty Gritty, you're not sorry. You just got sorry. You're sorry you got caught. That's, we that's, that's, that's my feeling on everybody. Everybody just yeah. sorry that that's, it's coming to light, whatever. No, keep, keep that same energy. Like That's what you keep, that same energy. Somebody said, like, how did he use the word? Like, I think somebody in the chat alluded to how he used the word. Yeah, he, he, he like, repeated it how, like, because the players were using it. Bruh. Like, but you can't you can't use that word without it being a noun. Yeah. Like that that doesn't describe anything. Like, like that's not. A, yeah, <laughs> like I'm confused you, by you still called somebody it. <laughs> right. You don't describe a day with that word. <laughs> no, not at all. Not I'm at having all. a very day. No, 
No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like Nick, like Nick said, hey, everybody just come on out. Everybody just come on out the woods so we can put you in a proper file cabinet and we know how to deal with you. That's it. Yep. Simple as that. Um. So to some actual NFL news, goofy coaches and players, um, NFL is reportedly considering asking players to take pay cuts in 2020 due to revenue cuts. These owners are slick, man. <laughs> they are slick. So you don't back us and you want us to take pay cuts. <laughs> something, something, something in air water, whatever they drinking. And <laughs> that's got to be tough going to work as an NFL player, man. <laughs> Holla at Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. No pun intended. It's gotta be tough. Now they didn't say in. they didn't say the NFL wasn't gonna get revenue. Like I'd understand if they was losing money. But you know, when 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 revenue takes a hit but you still making a hundred and fifty, two hundred million, you know what I mean? Because of T V deals and, and and so on and so forth. You can pay your players. Like that like there is no revenue without them people on the field. There's no product. Like, if you take this, like, to, you know, I won't even go there. But if without the product, you know what I mean? You don't have nothing. So, you know, respect the players and, and play them uh, and pay them, especially um, in a pandemic. Gonna, gonna, might shake a table or two. Why not? So, Robert Kraft, you can spend loads of money with Jeffrey Epstein. Loads. Loads of money. Can't pay me, though. Can't? Come on, fam. I'm not trying to You can that. pay your Jones. Jones. You're oil tycoon, ain't you? Oil tycoon. <laughs> Can't pay me? <laughs> like, what y'all talking about? I'm pocket watching. I know what you got. And I know what Them you little hot dogs too. ain't going to stop you from paying me. The country has been without sports for how long? Guess what's the first thing they're going to do on Sunday at 1 o'clock? Turn the TV on. Money. Pay me in full. And this is a league without a whole lot of guaranteed money, too. Exactly. I need all that off rip. Yeah, y'all already that. unfairly paying me. So, okay. To be fair, the NFL says, we'll pay you on the back end in 2021. But here's the thing. I don't trust you. I saw what y'all did to Kaepernick. I'm good. I need my money. I don't trust you. Right. I don't trust y'all you. Y'all be lying. <laughs> I, I think money. I'm on record as saying if you do the money, if it's if it's the the mandatory money, just like the MLB contracts, I want my money. I'm not taking no shorts. I don't want nothing. None of that. One at all. NFL, get y'all get y'all stuff together, man. Tighten ship up. Tighten ship up. You looking you looking real weak right now. Looking real weak. And it's probably because you have a weak leader. Y'all are looking real weak right now. Moving on. Quick in MLB. MLB has recently rejected the MLBPA's proposal on a 114-game season with no pay cuts. But Rob Manfred has power to impose a 50-something game season. What does this mean for the MLB? Power struggle. Players versus owners. Starting to sound like no season. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that's, that's, key. It ain't gonna key. be no season. That's key. what it's starting to sound like. 
You're not putting me out there for 50 games. Yeah, the players are not putting me out there for 50 They ain't budging. And neither are the owners. And here's but one thing why, about baseball. They will strike. <laughs> in a heartbeat. That's, that's why they have so much guaranteed money in baseball. Because Facts. they don't play. Like <laughs> They are united as, as a players association. And y'all going to pay us or y'all not going to have a season? <coughs> y'all pick. I'm chilling. What, what does 50 games want to do? That's, that's what I'm saying. Nothing. What is that? at risk. 50 <laughs> games? Like, 50? You get a you get a hot team, a team a team that that's gonna go forty one and nine. What, what what you gonna do? Word that's, like, you know the streaks in baseball, the peaks and valleys. Exactly. Like exactly, you get a damn. Team that, first of all, that's only play a handful 50 games of games in two months. Yeah, I'm about to say that's a handful of series. <laughs> it's only two months. You playing three to four games against the uh, team at a time. You only gonna play three teams. <laughs> your, your, yeah. your best player going on a fourteen day DL. He that's. A quarter of the season gone, and your best play. So it's like, but that, yeah, that, that makes no sense. Your pitches, your best pitches, only pitching every five to six uh, days. <laughs> right. What are we talking? No. Why don't you want to pay us? <laughs> I didn't ask you to sign Mike Trout to a court to almost a billion dollars. I didn't ask you, nobody for. I didn't hold a gun to your head and say, "Give me that money." I, I never have sympathy over owners who, you know, we're talking about making three hundred million in revenue or making a hundred fifty million in revenue. Like I'm not upset at their lost coins, especially knowing when you own a team, you're not just worried about this year. You know what I mean? You can get make money the next year and the year after that. Like you're always gonna be making money. So, you know, some of these some of these discussions, you know, with labor with labor unions, you know, owners and players it's just real sad to see how people are treated and when when money gets involved you know what i mean like the players are willing to play they're willing to play a longer season longer playoffs they re- they they ready to make concessions you know what i mean but owners not with it so we'll see i don't they even want to see it if it happens they just want to make it worth their while like don't don't just throw 50 games at me and tell me you going to pay me 15% of my salary and not only can I risk getting Tommy John surgery I could also get a deadly illness that I can't see I can be still in a base and I could tear my ACL no no it's crazy how it don't matter with the the, the, the rich and the rich 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 America is America it's crazy it's crazy yep. um Hey, MLB, strike. Strike. Um, so with that being said, we'll be back after the commercial break. Nitty gritty. This ad is brought to you by Lavelle Body. Lavelle Body is an all-natural, handmade skin and hair care line for men, women, and children. So if your skin is dry, your hair is damaged, or your beard is having problems connecting, shop Lavelle Body today at LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC on Instagram. Again, that's LavelleBody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC. Okay, let's move into some of the best news that we have had in the week. Yes. Yes. The NBA is back. We have TV to watch, fellas. 
got it done. Shout out to Adam Silver and LeBron James, Chris Paul, and all those fine people in the NBA. NBA's bike. Hey, Sco, can I add that's the hardest intro in NBA history, too? Oh, fam. fam. It was no intro like the NBA on NBC. Fam. I mean, behind the scenes, I'm at work. I'm like, yo, the NBA is back. I hit Keith. Yo, Keith, I need that on the soundboard when I introduce this. Like, that's (laughs) going really, I mean. Yeah. Um, The NBA Board of Governors has approved a 22-team return to play format. The restart will... (laughs) <laughs> the restart will begin with eight regular season games at the conclusion of that if the number nine seed is within four games of the number eight seed there will be a play-in tournament for the final spot game seven of the nba finals if necessary will be october 12th the draft will be october 15th the target start date of the next season will be december 1st let's just rejoice let's just rejoice <laughs> I, th- I think to turn around too quick, but I'm not gonna complain. Oh, they fine. had a they had a three month break. No, I was about to say they'll be fine. <laughs> they be alright. I I don't think the players care. They just want they ready to get back out there. They they, they that little break they got they gonna like that and they gonna get right back to it. <laughs> Let's go! I t- I told y'all! I told y'all! I mean, this is excellent, man. I, but. I just hope it happens. I mean, I'm still, I'm optimistic. Um, but this should be fun, man. The NBA is innovative. So when you talk about the ninth seed being within four games of the AC, I already think what Portland and another team are what, like four and a half back maybe? Nah, the uh, Pelicans and Blazers both three and a half. So it's three and a half. Okay, so it's three and a half. So. I mean, technically, see how they, they put right that cut off. Yeah. See where, where they put that cut off. They they trying they trying so they, right there. they know who they want. I'm, I'm interested to see how the eight games, like how they schedule those, because I mean, obviously, some of these teams may have been playing those eight other teams that aren't there. So I'm interested to see how how they schedule those eight games. Hopefully, those bottom teams get a chance to go against each other. So hold up. So so I want to respond to Stephen A. He was basically saying, from what I heard anyway, like you know, it, it really wasn't fair and. And blah blah blah. First of all, stop saying stuff isn't fair. Nobody earned anything after sixty-two games or whatever, however many games, sixty-five games, I believe. Nobody has earned it. You didn't earn the eighth spot being being up three and a half games, sixty-five games in. What what did he say is not fair? He was basically just saying like uh, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, you know, at this point, they're three and a half games back. I mean, three and a half games up, and it seems like uh, they kind of have to win. And compete for a playoff spot Absolutely. Like, twice. We're, we're, I'm confused I don't agree with that. What, yeah, it's like, an 82 game season. Compete? It's an 82 well, game season. Right, so right, you're telling exactly. me, as the Blazers, I don't have a chance to to play and make up that that space. Yeah. That's nah. That's Steve I mean, probably anyway. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Grizz is gonna yeah. have to earn that. You know what yeah, I mean? Being that I can't play these 17 games, because really, I mean, the Blazers and the Pelicans, they have one of the easiest schedules remaining, and yep. the Grizzlies have one of the yeah. hardest schedules remaining. So, you know what I mean? They were poised to make a run. And then, and te- go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to add real quick. Wasn't Jerry Jackson out too for the, for the Grizzlies at the time? Yeah, he was out. Yeah. And that's another interesting thing. Like, does the injured players come back? Like, how is that? Is Nurkic is back. Months? 
Nurkic is back. This is a long time. Yeah. Just Nurk, how, how many times have we said Nurkic makes the Blazers a completely different team? They they scary. Will John Wall try to try to get back? Like who knows? I think J- John Wall and KD are staying out. They staying that's out. That's the smart move for KD. Yes, definitely smart move for KD. Is that's it? Smart move. Yeah. yeah. Protect yeah. that Achilles. You, you, yeah, already, you already tried they to push it. Fourteen. Year, so. At this point, at, by the time, by the time the season this would start, KD would have been like fourteen, almost fourteen months removed from tearing his Achilles. Well, yeah. the last last four have been COVID months. So yeah, they've been COVID. But, but, but he Kevin Durant, so I'm sure he he been getting around the clock, still getting around the clock treatment and therapy for his Achilles. Ain't no reason to push it. Like you know what I mean? Ain't no reason. Keep you putting them in. Shit. You put him in. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. We saw him it, push it, him last it, year. You can see the best product on the floor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would all be contingent upon how Kevin feel. I'm just saying, 14 months removed from the Achilles, when they were already saying that it was starting to look good a few months ago. I mean, it would be up to him, but I mean, you got to think if you throw him and Kyrie in, they can. It just makes it interesting. They could make a run, but I'm not opposed to him sitting out. Um, and just coming back in December when the new season starts. That's what I would mean. I just think 14 months removed that he's Kyrie's just about not coming healthy. back either. Kyrie just got surgery. So he'd be out there by himself. Not by himself, but, I mean, it's it's really no point. Yeah, a, they ain't, they ain't going nowhere. Chill out. Right, right, right. I don't want not him right to now. come back and he got to deal with Greek Freak. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you 100% months, dealing with Greek probably Freak. Feeling Close to where he need to be. <clears throat> so real quick, let's how, just say the how my oh, sixes the, gonna look. They healthy how too. Your who? How your sixes? sixes gonna look. Yeah, I'm interested to see if these eight games. They, I mean, I've been I'm been, like been putting some I, shots up. They've been been like shooting. I mean, that's eight and zero right there. That should be eight and zero. Keys, who you who do you up. like more, uh, Ben or Joe Joel? Like, if you could pick one, Joel. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you for sure. I mean, ben I think they gotta make a decision yeah, soon. They got to. If Ben don't start shooting jumpers, Nick. No, I agree, but it don't look like he wants to. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, understand what his psyche is. Like, bro, just shoot it. Yeah, just shoot scared? the J. Yeah, shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. You think he's scared? Do I, think I think he's scared, bro. No, he got he's scared. He got I just think get. he never. I don't. I don't think he's scared. I just think he never just developed. It was never part of his game. Nobody ever made it a part of his game. But Key, right now he I've used, seen centers. He, he used to shoot him at Monverde. Like when in high was, school, and, and there was no way he was a a, a, a top of the line shooter though. Like, but but he used part- to shoot him. He won't even yeah. attempt him to even uh-huh. force the defense to play him. Like they yeah, sagging off, and then at that point they just ducking in when in when Embiid get the ball. Yeah, it's it's part, I mean, but I, but I also but I mean, and that's where it goes always back to my argument where, as a coach, as Brett Brown, you got to be able to draw plays to get around that. Like it's ways around that. He's just not. It's it, it's always ways around. What a defense it, is doing. It, it is it, it is ways around it, and they put Embiid on the perimeter as opposed to having yep. Hakeem Olajuwon 2.0 on the post. Yep. Just because he can shoot, don't mean he should be out there. But you but have you to do that because you don't always got to. To me, you don't always got to go to Embiid. I mean, he's your best player. You try and get him as many touches, but you got Tobias Harris and Al Horford on the floor. They can get buckets. Yeah, but Tobias got to want to get buckets. Sometimes I feel like That's Tobias just fades. Like it's That's just true. like yeah. who he y'all got Tobias Harris for real. It's That's a poorly constructed roster. It's a poorly constructed roster because those are names, but when you talk about spacing, Horford, mm-hmm. yeah, Horford and Embiid. Embiid, 
Simmons. Tobias Harris and Simmons. There's only two play- players on there that give you spacing. Everybody else well, the is crowd- crowding hurting up is, the, the lane. No, the only person that's on there that's hurting up the spacing is 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 Ben. And Horford can spread the floor, and Tobias can spread the floor. So, and you, and, yeah, and it beat Hor- the big Horford, man. So run- Horford's not really a three-point threat, but he can work the post when Embiid is on the perimeter. But why do you have per- Embiid on the perimeter? That's the whole point. You that's need Brett, you wow. need Embiid that's, where he needs when, to be. And that's when it comes down to Brett Brown. It's coaching. To me, it's, it's not the place that like you, a coach can get the players where he needs them to be, and he's not doing it. He has never done. It. You put I mean, Embiid in the Brett post, Brown. and then Ben can't operate the same. Is it time? He for, can. Is it, is it time? He, for he def- I've, I've seen Embiid on the post, and I've seen Ben operate. It's just that they they choose to put they choose to put Embiid is not going three point line because just because they that's what they t- that they tell him to do that. They telling him to drop out to you clog you clog the lane on Ben. He's he's not as effective. Y'all missing JJ? I, I think JJ yeah, was the I one mean, that got the away. Team, the, the team the yeah, team last year the team last year the team last year was I like the was, team uh, last was, year better. Yeah, but Richardson got to be uh, got to be better too. Oh, that's a fact. They signed him to kind of be that JJ. But but let's just be honest when we talk to Sixers, like they messed up the draft with the Markel pick. I mean, like, they messed it up. You can yeah, Monday morning quarterback. You can say that. Yeah, Monday morning. But even still, with even even playing Monday morning quarterback, I still think they got rid of Markel too quick. Yeah, even if did, even yeah. if I down oh, yeah. the pick to not take Tatum in hindsight, I still I think Markel was was dealt way too quick. I agree. He had a case of the yips, but we saw Markel <laughs> come back this past season with the Magic, and he was formidable. What do you think Markel and Ben would have looked like though? Never know. I, it's, I, it's only I, one I, ball. I don't but Markel can play off the ball. Yeah, but Markel, yeah, yeah exactly. He don't need, but he had the yips. need the ball in his hand. <laughs> yeah, with the yips. Yeah, he yes. did have it. I mean, he had the yips. I, I can't plan around the yips, yo. You gotta go. I can't. You, I can't I just plan think he, around. I, they gave him away for for cracker jacks. Yeah. And I think, and I think Markel, he's, he's. I think he's gonna be a great player. At that I point, think he, gonna, he was cracking jacks. Good. <laughs> but he had did a you see him shoot a free throw? But he was a number one pick, Nick. Did you see him shoot a free throw? It was scary. I'm like, dog. And I also see him at Washington and all that the year before. Whoever his shooting coach was really messed him up. But I also yeah. know what type of potential Markel got, and if he get anywhere close to that, the Magic got a steal. Oh, that's a fact. Showed it a little bit down there. Yeah, it flashes. Yeah, it flashes. Um, I, I'm leaning on the side that they got rid of him too quick. I don't necessarily disagree with them getting rid of him because, I mean, what they seen could scare the hell out of anybody. Like Nick said, that free throw where he was, like, triple pumping – before he shot it, and, oh, and I just don't look like Joe Anthony out there. <laughs> like, yo, you're a professional. Yeah. Like, and I just look, don't know. Look, I, just, I, and I, I don't know if Elton Brand know what he's doing either. Like, it's just mm. like, okay, it was good to get him in the position, whatever. But if you getting rid of Brett Brown, you gotta get get rid of Elton Brand. Get this, you gotta. Keys, what's your man. opinion on the Horford signing? I thought that was stupid. Yeah, no, I, I like the Horford I like the Horford signing. I mean, because Horford wasn't signed to be in the post, and Horford was. Horford don't even like the signing. <laughs> He was, man, he got, was two months he was in. He was like, "Man, what's going on?" I hate got Horford because they got Horford because he was the best, the best threat against Embiid. They just wanted to get him on the team. Yeah, I just don't like Horford with Embiid and Simmons. If Simmons shoots the ball and stretches the floor a bit more, then I don't. I like the Horford, but that's, that's not that's not been the case. 
But that, yeah, it hasn't been the case. Point. But that's what that's what the Horford yeah. signing was supposed to do. Yeah, it was, it was supposed, supposed to, but it hasn't. Supposed to, hasn't. And that's coach, and it comes down to coach. I'm telling y'all, it's not the players; it's the coaching. I gotta so put some of this. I gotta put some of this on Ben Simmons because he's, he's only attempted goal. less than ten threes. Like oh, he don't oh, shoot, he don't try. Yo, taste some hell. He's not ducking his face. <laughs> ben Simmons <laughs> is not ducking his face at all. But is is I feel like better coaching would would, would yield better results. I, I agree. All right. So, Keys, who you want? Who you want? Because it sounds like it's it's time for Brett to go. So, who would you like oh, to been, see in that seat I mean, to get the Jeff best Van out Gundy. of those players? Jeff Van Gundy. That's my pick. Right there. Gundy. I think I think get him. I think he's the best coach that can get it out of him, and he's been no, like he's a tactician. Like Van Gundy can drop some plays. He's one of them coaches where out of bounds. He's one he that Brad <coughs> Stevens out of bounds. You getting a bucket out of bounds. Out of, out of, I have you know how long I didn't see Philly take out of under under the basket out of bounds with Brett Brown and the ball get thrown in the back court. The ball get thrown in the other side of the court above, above half line. What are you doing? You got a seven foot center dump the ball into him off the inbound. Let him get fouled and never. Whenever they inbound the ball, the ball has been thrown to three point line to Joel. Why? I never understood that. I never get it. It's coaching. He has to go. And you would think coming from a Popovich tree that he he should be better groomed than that. Look at look right. at look at Stotts. Look at Stotts. Look look. He give me Terry Stotts. Come on, come over. He he's one of the to me. He's a top ten coach in the NBA right now. Yeah, Terry gets he gets it done. Yeah. He gets it done. That's 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 true. Man, listen. With less. With that, with that. Man, you, man you know, listen. I've watched Brooke Lopez go from a back-to-the-basket all-star to a three-point specialist over the course of his career. I've watched Ben Simmons talk about how nice he is. He's two for 23 in three seasons from three-point land. Two now, I don't care about the two. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely I care about the game. 23. It's definitely yeah, holding man. this game. It's definitely holding this game, but he, like I said, Hold if he the puts team back. Number, when he when your get, star center good. says, "Bro, can you help me out and shoot, so I can go in the paint and do what I do?" is a problem. I can't blame that on the coach. I got to blame that on people putting in in the work over the summer. But I've watched players become good. better three point shooters. I watched Lonzo Ball on, like air ball three pointers and now become a marksman. I've, I've seen that. Oh, he, Lonzo Ball is not a marksman. He's definitely not a marksman. He's not a marksman. Let's not have this conversation Nick, today. Nick. Let's he, not he's got better, but he's Nick. definitely not a marksman. I'm he's not, he's marksman. 38% from three. Do you, y'all know what the league average is? Do you know what the league average is? What's the league average? What's the league average? How many? I'm sure you're going to tell us. 38% in how many attempts? He he averaged seven attempts a game. So he's 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 that's all he shoots is threes. Seven attempts and 38% is nice. He's a better three-point shooter than Devin Booker. I could I could go down the list like yeah, yo. Man, he, he, can, he, you can he, say, he actually I is. I mean, stats-wise, but stats-wise, you can say he's a course. I mean, we can, if you want to do stats, we can do stats. But at the end of the day, if you give me a tell me who's going to hit the three, Devin Booker or Lonzo Ball, I'm taking Devin Booker. Like that's that, that's that's. I mean, Long, I, I would want Devin to. Booker to score <laughs> ten times out of ten. I'm just saying t- to shoot the three-point ball seven times a game. He's already one. He's already top ten in the league in three-point attempts. Right. So to shoot thirty-eight, a clip, that's a marksman, bro. That's a, that's the definition of a marksman. Now you might not like him. That's cool, but I've watched him no go from airballing to that. I like Lonzo. Nah, I, I, I saw him airballing when he, his rookie year. I was like, yo, get him out of here. His rookie, year, I'm like, yo, what are, what am I watching? Like, we so drafted he, him he's top ten this past season in threes. Top ten like in I think, attempts. Like when I think of marksman, definitely top ten in percentage. 
And marksman, I'm thinking somebody that's like like I said, Clay Steph. Lonzo's not a marksman. He's gotten better. He's improved, but he's he's definitely not a marksman. Thirty eight percent. I'm not okay. I'm not putting them on Stay and Clay. Like Stay and, and Steph and Clay are they're different stratosphere type of people. I I I can't compare a regular three point shooter to them. Like, like they are different. Like they're aliens. I'm just talking about the people below the aliens. The humans. Yeah, yeah, the people that that inhibit this earth, like Steph, like when you're pulling up from half court, yeah, you're a little different, dog. Clay, when you can score sixty with eleven dribbles, like, hey man, you you're not human. Long story short, though, Ben Simmons getting that gym and uh, help your teammates out. Definitely, definitely a hold in this game, but we'll see. Um, so let's get back to this NBA coming back real quick. Of course, with any plan, they're going to have some hiccups. So Adam Silver had to walk back some original statements that he said about uh, coaches being 16 and up, not being able to be on the bench. But you have a, the coaches? I'm about to say you got a lot of head coaches that are 16 and up. Like Alvin Gentry said, how am I supposed to coach if I'm not on the bench? And then they brought in just throwing ideas around about coaches wearing masks and Mike D'Antoni, who was 68. Say yeah, no, not really with that. I don't. It's, and and that's what I was talking about before. If you're gonna do it, just do it. Like all right. this work around, all this whatever, whatever. If somebody's bound to get sick, we hope you don't see it. But somebody's bound to get sick. But just do it. Mask on the bench, coaches coaching from the booth. What they, what they office defense coordinator in the NFL? Like they doing too much. Just play the games. It's weird times though. I don't know what to think. Like. <laughs> Listen, uh, we talking about mask on the bench. We talking about sixty year old coaches coaching from the skybox or something. Like, what what were they supposed to like a Zoom meeting this or something? Like, yo, he needs to be on the sideline. Yeah, it's right. really no other option but to have like who's going to draw up the plays? The twelfth person on the bench. They're gonna have headsets. They're gonna get some headsets. They can call the play down from the booth, from the locker room. They're gonna put little ear pieces in the point guard ear. <laughs> just talk directly to him the whole game. It go out with it go out with twelve seconds on the shot clock. Word, and you, <laughs> and you got um you got Eric Bledsoe on the floor to make a decision. Nine nah. out of ten times that's gonna be a horrible decision. <laughs> um, Who knows? Are gonna be drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> if that's um, the case, I, I understand the concern. At this point, if you coming back, just like he said, just a hundred percent, man. Take your vitamins and right. and just and just and, and just be on that. But if it's, I didn't see anything. Maybe y'all did about the fan situation. I mean, I saw something about family, not necessarily fans. Yeah, but it's Florida, so who knows? Right. They open, yeah, right. Florida's open. Their so. beach has been open for like two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Florida. And coronavirus so. numbers are going up. They are going up. Um, but if they limit, they limit the fans. Amen. D'Antoni and Gentry won't be out there. Just let them, just let them do it. Let them do it. Um, so I did. I looked at the calendar, and actually, the thirty-first falls on a Friday, which is perfect. Turn up. Wow. That is be in the crib. The pre-show, nitty gritty. <laughs> but before we get to a whole episode of NBA, which Friday will be, when I send the agenda, it's just gonna say NBA. That's it. <laughs> it's just gonna say NBA. Who's in, who's out, wait. <laughs> NBA, 130 minutes. But 
just for now, early predictions. Coming back, who do you think will get that last that last eighth seed? Who's the eighth um, seed in the East? Magic. They only invited Magic. Yeah, the and Magic, the and then they only nine, invited right? the Wizards. Yeah. And, and the Wizards, how many back? Mm-hmm. But I don't. I, do y'all, do y'all think the Wizards got a good team? Mm-hmm. No, I was surprised when I seen them get invited. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I, I think, I think nice that was like a consolation prize. Like, all right, we gave all these West teams a shot. Let's let's pick a team in the yeah, East. They, they said Bradley Bill, you having a hell of a season. Yeah, it's, it's the Bradley Bill. Yeah, we snubbed you from the All Star game. Now we are gonna give you this. That's what it is. I mean, have they said what they're gonna do? Is it gonna be one through sixteen, or is it still gonna be East West? Has that been? That's, that's what I was trying to figure out. East West. It's East West, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that's changing is that eighth spot is like the playing tournament. So I would say the AC right now is Memphis. They got a three and a half game lead on Portland and uh, New Orleans. Who does, what's the it, seventh? Who's the seven in the West? That's Dallas, I think. But Dallas got a comfortable lead. I yeah, think. They, yeah, they got Dallas they won a lot general. more games. Yeah, they won a lot more games. Um, um, it's going to be a playing tournament in the West. But I'm taking Port. I'm taking Dame in all. Over all of them, yeah. But if if he's going to play, I'm taking him. If you're talking a playing tournament, because what they say, if you if you within three and a half games, it's a playing tournament. So that would mean anyone who who anyone who within three and a half games, right? I don't know how they decided the tiebreaker because they said the ninth. They they were always alluding to ninth place as opposed to playing for the playing tournament. So I don't know if how they decide if both, I don't know, Blazers and Pelicans are two games back. I don't know how they decide yeah. who's the ninth right, seed. We'll like, they got to right, right, give right, us right, more right. clarity on that. So, yeah, yeah, probably, I, I wonder if they play and then they, then they go on and play the eighth seed. I wonder if that's how it works. That'd be tough. But yeah. I, I think all these scenarios is tough. Like, it's compelling. Right, like, like, we're going to watch this and be like, dang, like, this is fun. Like, like March Madness, when are you in? Right. Like, that's tough. They're going to be like, let's bring it back next year. We're just playing a tournament next year. Anytime you like, that's like a game seven. That's like an early game seven. Like we all love yeah. game sevens. Yo, we ain't had sports in like three months. We gonna be going dumb. I don't care what it is. Y'all put anybody out <laughs> there, bro. I'm watching. What Nick said Word. a few episodes ago. Somebody better come find us. Y'all ain't even heard us with with sports content yet. Y'all yeah, like to come though. find us. <laughs> yeah, for real though. Cause man, when we really start getting into the nitty gritty of sports, oh my goodness. Who y'all got? Who y'all got? Who y'all got? Show. Like, who y'all yeah, got coming out sure. the East? Who y'all got coming out the West? The e- like to win it? Early to predictions. It? Early predictions. Um Boston and LA. Yeah, Ooh. I lean I lean to Which LA? Which LA? It's two LA you, teams. No, nah, it's only one LA. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one. Yo, score that's wild. I was gonna say Boston and LA too. Yeah, but to be Boston and LA. Because I just don't I still don't believe in the freak. I'm, I'm well, sorry. it's not I'm even for the freak this year, baby. I'm gonna choose Milwaukee. I'm gonna choose Milwaukee out the East. I don't think the it's, this year, it's so much the freak. I don't trust his pieces around him to make his yeah. job easy. Middleton just seemed to fade sometimes. You know, you know, you know yeah. what he's missing. You know who, who, and now I think about it, I, I, it might, I might lean to him. As, they, they gonna miss Malcolm Brogdon a lot. They gonna miss him a oh, whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole lot. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, he was they a are. steady um, piece, bro. Mm-hmm. Knocked down them three. Remember, he was injured bro. until he came back last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I wonder how deep old looking. Any straps? Yep, definitely. Yeah, I wonder how Oladipo yeah. looking because he done got some rest too for his Indiana, knee. Indiana, that's another sleeper. Yeah, Indiana is a sleeper. They tough. I, I love, me, I love Indiana's roster. Run it they back. play give me, tough. Give me Miami out the East. I forgot all about. Whoa! Hot take. We holding yeah. them to it. I See, like hot takes though. Waikiki, baby. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like that. Ooh. I like that. Give me, That's I'm a like good man. team too. Under is a good team. And they got and I, the reason I picked him, Eric Spoelstra. He can draw it up with the best of well, them. And then yeah, there's Spoelstra tools. Hey, in the keys, game. keys. What's up? If they play Milwaukee in the conference mm-hmm. finals, I'm with you. Because oh, yeah, they, Bam they can bang with Greek. Yeah, they Bam, Bam can bang with Greek. Is it? He's not intimidated. He's not bigger than him. Where Miami at right now? So. And, and, you know? and Jimmy taking Miami Jimmy is taking, the fourth seed. So Jimmy's they, gonna take, they be meeting in the semis right, right. now. Jimmy going to take uh, Jimmy going to take Middleton out the game too. See that happen? Yeah, if they meet in the second round, I'm not opposed to Milwaukee not even getting there. So who the two? Boston and Toronto the three. Uh, Toronto two, Boston three. Miami four, Indiana five. Oh Philly my God, six. that Heat Pacers series. But see, oh this goodness. now though, them eight games might shake that, shake them standing yeah, up a little bit. Well, it depend on how, how, yeah, yeah. How, how, this how is standing right now. Yeah, I think, I think um, Milwaukee is is what they far ahead. I don't think nobody can catch Milwaukee more than eight games up on uh, Toronto. Boston. Milwaukee is six games up on um, Toronto. So, yes, I don't think they get, so they that's nobody a lot. Catching them. They ain't catching yeah, that's them. a lot. That's a lot. Um, Going to the West, LA, the real LA is five up on baby hey, LA. I, I I know Nick said the other day the Pelicans his team for this run. I, they gonna be tough too. You think so? The, I think they're gonna be tough in that eight games, man, because they was already playing good basketball. They didn't have some time. I think Gentry's a, another good coach. Yeah, he got good coaching. Good coaching. Um I think I, I I if we had to do like a one, two, three right now. I would say Blazers one A, Pelicans one B, and then the Grizzlies number three. That's just how I feel just right now. I, I, yeah, I like, Jaron Jackson not coming back. I don't yeah. think they can. I like the, it's uh, not I like job, but I, I, New Orleans I like, is playing like, good. Lonzo like, Ingram, they playing good yeah. basketball. I gotta see how I gotta see the pressure on Anthony Davis. Like if I had to pick right now, I'm, I'm probably going with the Clippers, but I I'm, I gotta see Anthony Davis show up. Like, that's what I needed. I can't. That's why I'm. Ex- that's what I'm more excited about to see these play- players that never been in a playoff like that show up. Like I've seen. Oh, he'll be fine. I'll He'll see be it. fine. So, yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, he's. It's not like he hasn't played in big games before. Yeah, I mean. I'm just, I'm just to see. What What y'all think? My best. Boy, Keith. Now I was gonna ask what y'all thought about um, some of the incentives that they were floating out there for the for the top, like for for home court advantage purposes. So, I know I heard. Uh, top seeds get to choose which hotel or whichever dorms they want to stay in first, or maybe you get, <laughs> or maybe you get, um, maybe you get a play at the beginning of the game. You get to select who gets seven fouls instead of six, or um, you get the ball three times in a game to start the quarter as opposed to the tip if you win it and get it again later on. So, just different options to try to give, or maybe important to home team's hardwood floor to Disney. So we changing um, the rules of the game? For the, like, I mean, I guess they're trying to figure out a way to give... I mean, because normally you got that home crowd, you got that noise. So I guess they're trying to figure out a way to give them some type of incentive, but... Eh. Man, tell the NBA, holla at me. At this point, it's just different. Yeah, it's just, right, I'm going to yeah. get you a playlist, throw some nip on, put the two hoops right. at the end of the basketball court, and they'll it's be fine. <laughs> like, I, ain't, I ain't interested in all. I just want to hear them mic'd up. I just want to hear them. Yeah. Who, who said that, Nick? Um, in the NFL, was that Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson who said, said like, "Mic us all up if uh, yeah. we can't have fans in the stadium." I'm yeah, like, I that's hear the trash sick. talk. <laughs> whatever, whatever that costs, I'm paying. 
Listen, yeah. y- listen. They can put that on a uh, HBO. Figure it out, ESPN. Y'all yeah. can curse. I heard right. that Jordan that documentary. That Y'all was cursing on up the storm. Word. Michael Jordan was cursing every point, other sentence. Nick. You know That's what I mean? I'm cool Nick. with it, baby. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So we all adults now. All the kids, they've been home for so long. We adults now. Just, 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 just do it. <laughs> I'm assuming that you, that you and Keith got the Lakers in it. Well, so who y'all got in the East? I don't think. I don't, don't just that. assume that for Nick. You know he's different. He taking the Lakers. He taking the Lakers. He's different. You got to really act, Nick. Who nah, do you I don't have want. Going I don't want the. the I don't want the Clippers. I don't want the Lakers. I don't want the Clippers to represent us. I'm not that mad at LA. Like, I, can't, sure? I hate the Clippers. <laughs> I hate the Clippers, bro. So right. I, I do think the Lakers going to make it out, but I do acknowledge like teams like the Nuggets, the Mavericks, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the Rockets. Like they're going to be, yeah. gonna be some um, challenges. I'm surprised. The Nuggets, Nuggets going to be tough. The Nuggets going to be tough. My fault, Scott. Nick, Nick's Nick be been tough. on the Luka World Tour these past couple of days. You don't think the Mavericks going to do something? They're going to have to deal with the Clippers early. Yeah, they more they, than they have a a good uh foundation i don't think they there yet yet but hey, hey Sco, who the three seed is it the nuggets the nuggets yeah nuggets clippers be a fun series yeah they said jokic uh lost weight during the pandemic he has a full pack now <laughs> yeah, and he's moving, he's moving mad athletic that, that'd be a, that'd be a tough no, series yeah i don't want to see no but, athletic jokic but people who like trans can, can get jokic out his game the Utah. jazz the Jazz, that's they had another tough team, but they they gonna nah fold. man, they locker room fractured. I, that ain't yeah. fixed. Rony go fixed. bear. <laughs> that ain't fixed. Can't trust him. Sure. Um, he ain't sent me no picks. Hell with Oklahoma him. is five. Houston is six. Dallas seven. Memphis eight. As of today, so I can't believe it's Houston. Them in a five. That's Houston crazy. is six, and they got the same record as the Thunder, who's at Houston. Who's five. Houston Denver would be a hell of a series. Yo, the 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 second seed on to the to the sixth seed is all interchangeable in the West. Like yeah. they're they're separated by a couple games in the loss column, Four. so yeah. that could flip flop. So it's gonna be interesting. Those eight that eight regular season games gonna be interesting. So so yeah. Nick, do you think the eight games should be just strictly conference games, or they gonna have to intermingle them a little bit? That's a good question, bro. Like. I don't know a fair way in which you could do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. With only 22 teams, like I don't know how they're gonna get it done. Um, I don't think that's fair for the Western Conference to have to be beating up on each other. You know what I mean? And you know, you got the Wizards and the Magic out there, and the Nets with losing records. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know how they're gonna divvy this up, but you know. The Wizards shouldn't even be in this equation. They are twenty four and forty. Can we stop? <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry, like, like for real. I know, and they. I don't embrace Washington D.C. I'm from Baltimore, so that's Goodell. over there. You know what breaking, I mean? Breaking news, nitty gritty. Roger Goodell <laughs> just dropped something and said we were wrong on protests. So now they back. Cool. It's too much backtracking going on. Oh man. Jesus, man. They going what? Too much. They encourage peaceful protests now. They, they encourage people at, at, after they banned somebody from the league, took away his livelihood. Now, now we were wrong. Get back, come, give, so putting that, give me uh, <laughs> next week, Monday, give me a, a you tripping for Roger Goodell, please. I'm tired of you. Oh, he, he sees the writing on the wall. You think kneeling was a problem then? <laughs> the entire team will be kneeling now. Oh, and back to Drew Brees, bro. I saw you kneeling in a picture. What was that all right. about? Right. Yeah, and it wasn't a player hurt on the field when you did that. You know what I mean? So that was that was cap. That was cap. You was just doing that just because for the photo op. 
Were you not disrespecting <laughs> yourself? Can you believe oh, Roger, oh, Nick, Don't forget, he posted a black square on Tuesday. Oh, sure black Blackout. Blackout Tuesday. Can you believe this... Roger Goodell? Can you believe him saying that? We Man, they going to be. not listening to players early. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm not. Roger Goodell don't shop me no more, bro. Man, them dudes better nail with their fist up in the air. Um, Keys, what type of crap is that? <laughs> Yo, like, they sit there and blackball somebody in our face. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like back to what you said on back to you said on the other show, Nick. Stop insulting my intelligence. Like, like, please, <laughs> like, like that's what it comes down to. Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> Thank you for that, Keys. Um, so to brighten the spirits up, back. Let's get into this next top ten. I mean, this next ten on the nitty gritty top fifty of the last fifty years. Um. We got 29 through 20. So starting off, 29, two-time NBA champion, 10-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA second team, All-NBA third team. Ray Allen. I know you. I know he probably high on your list, go ain't he? Um. He got one. He got one. He got your play a ring. Got my play over ring. Man. Saved his legacy. <laughs> Saved his. See, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, all right. Did he make a big shot? Yes. I cannot take that away from that man. Yes, he did. Scully, y'all was going home. They was about to hoist that trophy. Okay. 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 But listen, though. Listen, though. Listen, though. Listen. Listen. Just real quick. That game seven had to be played. That's all I'm going to say. That game seven had to be played. I will say this. As much as I make fun of LeBron, I've never seen him not show up in a game seven. Yo, game he seven is a wrap. The team to the game seven, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for you. Home, away, it don't matter. It's a wrap for you. Now, most people can say, well, why are you getting to a game seven? Okay, I'll hear it. But we got there and he handles business. I'm not mad at Ray Allen at 29, no. Um, revolutionized the game. He took it further than what Reggie Miller took it. Like, Ray started jacking from three, like five to eight times a game. The NBA wasn't seeing that kind of shots put up from behind the arc at that point. So, and he revel- and people forget when he was with the Bucks, he was a slasher too. He did it all. He yeah, did it all. That's so. Jake Shuttleworth's son. I, I bang yeah. with him, man. Yeah, I bang um, with him, but I don't bang with him at the same time because he he had a lot to say when Kobe was going through his transgressions, and um, I saw Kobe put some put some uh, you know I made him put some respect on his name. You know what I mean? Kobe put him they put him on other. that block. Yeah, so, they hated each other for sure. Yeah, man, um, I, don't, I don't like Ray Allen. He got one on he got one on Kobe too. Got what on Kobe? A ring. Um, oh, here we go. They both got a <laughs> ring on each other. Kobe got his get back. Ray got his first. Hey, so I, let's. I, I, I'm not the one thing I never forget about Ray. What he said like that at the time was it the finals three point record in Staples that game? Yeah, probably. I remember watching that man at work at Howard County General. Man, that that hurt. Make you mad, don't it? <laughs> yo, <laughs> that hurt. Cause I was like, yo, Ray is not missing tonight. Like every shot he took. I was working till eleven thirty that night, yo. I was that was a bad shift. He what might be seven or eight that game. Yo, I think it was like eight or nine. He, yeah, he, he was. He on had fire. about everything he threw up that night in Staples. He might have the purest stroke ever in the NBA and, and, and chill. You know what I mean? So 
I, listen, that the way he shot the ball, like that's how you want to teach your kids how to shoot a basketball. Like that follow through, that you know, that quick release, the way his feet were always set. You can't teach that. Nice no, reps. That's continuous reps. Doing it the same way in different spots of the floor. Hey man, that's three point great right there. Um so moving on. Number twenty eight. Two-time MVP, eight-time All-Star, three-time NBA first team, two-time second team, two-time third team, five-time assist leader, Steve Nash. As Lakers fans, I'm surprised I got, he he, he just hot for y'all as Lakers fans. He he wasn't for me. Oh, okay. But uh, (laughs) I understand that. He heard his back left from luggage, man, as a Lakers. So I, I, I'm just not too fond of Nash. He got an MVP. I feel like he stole. Um, I'm gonna just stop because I, I don't want to go too. I don't want to go off on him because he was a good player. He was a very good player, yo. He stole two MVPs. He stole two MVPs, but I mean, you know, he stole them from Kobe. It's not like he didn't deserve them. It's just you know, you know how you know how politics goes Eagle, in, these, in this voting. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. But as far as his mark on the game, he revolutionized the the 50-90-40. Like, that efficiency and to be leading the league assist, in assists and being that efficient with the with scoring the basketball from all levels is different, yo. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he literally, we, we give Steph Curry all this credit for revolutionizing the game of basketball. No, Steve Nash kind of revolutionized him and Mike D'Antoni. They changed... They, they spread the floor. Nah, they they ran. Less. They got out in transition. That is that is NBA today. So I mean, I can't really hate on him just off the strength that like, yo, he <laughs> for a while he was top dog in, in Phoenix, and they was they was, and this was after the age of thirty. He got he got better with time. Yeah, he did. He hit his prime late. He hit his prime late. Um, Steve Nash is a he's a top. Eight, ten point guard ever. He's great. Um, I'm not even a Laker fan, and I do hold some resentment against him stealing the MVP. But stats are the stats. His, he left his mark on the game. We had to settle for Nash at the Stern. Um, vetoed out trade. <laughs> <laughs> a 38 year old Steve Nash. Dude. Oh man. All right, so let me let me move on before these two guys have um, flashbacks. Some yeah. nightmares. Number twenty-seven. Ten-time NBA All Star. Oh, All Star Game MVP. Two-time yeah, All Team NBA on. First Team. Six-time All NBA Second Team. Three-time NBA Third Team. Five-time NBA All Defensive Team. Second Slept Team. On. Sorry. Nine-time Assist Leader. Two-time Steals Leader. Jazz great. Jazz great. John Stockton. Nick, I'm gonna let you have this yeah, one. Yeah, let him have the floor. Yeah, I'm gonna let you have this one, Nick. Nah, man. I'm I'm deserving the trend. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna keep it here. <laughs> John Stockton was that. He was that. So I listen, man. Forget all that other stuff. On that court, regardless of anything else, he was that. I'm gonna leave it. No, nah, he was that, a dog. Too. No, no, he was a dog. Um, I seen an interview of Gary Payton. And Gary Payton said, um, John Stockton talked some of the most nastiest trash 
He was physical. So that coming from GP, I got. I have no choice. I have no choice. But I mean, that pick and roll with him and Nasty Man was was unstoppable. Oh, that's elite. <laughs> that was unstoppable, man. I mean, there were seasons Stockton was averaging seventeen and fifteen. Like that's <laughs> come on. Hey, yo, 17 and 15. I think his best season, he averaged 17, 14, 17, 14 and a half steals and three and a half. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. 17 points, 13 and a half assists, and three and a half steals. It's craziness. No, he was. <laughs> craziness. And I think what? He, he only missed, what, three games in 22 years or something like that? He was, he was there. He was durable. Can't knock the man on that. Um, 51% from the field for a career. That's efficient. I didn't even think he was like that. So moving on, number 26. Let me look up this man's stats. I don't want disrespect. Boom. It might seem personal if I don't, if, if I don't look up this man's Anybody stats. got a wheelchair? Bring it out. For the um, for the bubble guts, um, it wasn't a lower leg extremity score. It was the bubble guts. Well, it might have been a lower leg extremity. We never know. Yeah, number twenty six. <laughs> Looked real exaggerated. Number twenty six, NBA champion in two thousand and eight, Finals MVP, ten time All Star, All NBA second team, three time All NBA third team. The truth, Paul Pierce. Can I be honest with y'all, fellas? Like, we... Putting him here, he deserved it. But anytime you let somebody who averages a, a triple single talk to you in the manner in which he talked to you on national television, mic'd up, you might as well just give up your spot on the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like They don't love you like that. They don't love you like that, Paul. You ain't Kobe. Jesus. You ain't Dwayne Wade. You ain't getting one of them. Um, Paul Pierce was he? He was a dog, man. I'm not gonna take that away from him. He was a gamer. He was a bucket. Was his game the smoothest? No, I think that hurt him a little bit because it wasn't. You know, when because when I think of basketball, I think of aesthetics. It's poetry in motion, and he just wasn't that. But he put the ball in the cup, and in big game situations, he showed up. Um, most points in Celtics history. That's a franchise that Larry Bird played for, so you know he put up a bunch of points. Hey, I get Paul one. I get Paul one thing. He got one of the greatest one liners at that game winner. I call game. Yeah, <laughs> and and that sums up his career. Like he really was a clutch player, and he's the person that you wanted the ball in the in the most crucial moments. And he came up big time after time after time. But I will say. Yo, something wrong with that Celtics team. Like, they, they act like they contributed more to the NBA than they did. Like, yo, y'all won one championship. Relax. Relax. Like, they, yeah. they talk like they the bad boy Pistons or something. Yeah. They. Kendrick Perkins. Back on the, like, Kendrick, you got one ring. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do kind of put a lot of respect on their name. They sell. Like these reunion tours that they have, and I never seen a reunion tour for one ring. Yo, this is the Boston Celtics. Like, you know how many championships they got? Like, <laughs> as far as Celtics teams, y'all are all the way down the list, bro. 
Yeah, of course. All of, all of their core We're going to get to that soon. Even the they ones in the 70s won multiple. Yeah. Even they got the 60s where they won 11, and they had a couple in the 70s, and then Bird came, and then y'all just won one. They out here having reunions like they put in some work, man. Stop. <laughs> And still mad at and still mad at Ray. These people crazy. I mean, Ray went to the enemy, but they ain't want to pay him. So I mean, what you want him to do? He still wanted to play yeah. high level basketball and play for a title. He went no, to Ray. Miami. I think Ray a lot of it, they weak. mad that he got another one. Yeah, they mad he got another is. one. Yeah. He got two. Ray he got weak. one. If, if KD's weak, Ray is weak. Oh, I don't want to hear Come nothing on. else contrary. Come on, man. That's, that's not the same. <laughs> hey, man, listen. He went to the team that was literally the enemy. Yeah, really. Like, they had seven-game series, like, dog fights. Yeah. And then hit some trade balls on him the next season. Hey, stop <laughs> it's me. the same thing. Stop me. Ray get a pass. That was cool. It was cool. Hey, listen. And we creeping into the top 25. Number 25. MVP 2001. 11-time All-Star. Two-time All-Star MVP. Three-time NBA first team. Three-time NBA second team. All-NBA third team. And Rookie of the Year. The answer. Cultural God. Yes, he is. Allen Iverson. I wanted breeds. Number one on all cultural list. Number it's not even close. Yo, I had a couple Iverson jerseys too. Like, like I just ain't had one. Like I had a couple different colorways of AI. Like AI was tough, Damn. yo. I Best was, pound for pound player ever. I had the questions and the answers. Yo, I ain't even like Reebok school, but I had a pair. I they was the only Reeboks I ever owned. I had the answers in every color. I, I'm a I saw him. I saw him take Michael Jones' ankles, yeah, and then get his hair braided on the sideline by his mom. <laughs> like, he yo. is a goat. <laughs> yo, he's yo, he's great. Like took as, his MVP speech with a do rag on and a velour. As much as I'm a Laker oh fan, <laughs> they was not supposed to win a game. Like they were supposed to get swept, and he came in there and took game one and he stepped over Tyler. He had a shit for a game. <laughs> like, yo, that was not... Like, we were supposed to sweep them. <laughs> like, we we I had a lot problem. of that. Y'all we took, like, them, y'all, y'all took them a little weak. Yeah, but we did but, after that. <laughs> no, nah, but after that, yeah. yeah y'all, I came out he definitely woke stage. y'all up. He definitely woke y'all up. I mean, you talking about this dude. They give him six feet, man. That dude, every bit of 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about that run, though. Let's talk about that run. Who did he have on his team? Aaron McKee's bum self. Eric Snow's bum self. Eric Snow's bum self. Dikembe was old what, 38. <laughs> yeah. Um Todd McCut Tyrone no, Hill. Tyrone Hill. Yep. Um, yeah. Bo Outlaw. Oh Bo Outlaw. He took a, a group of bandits <laughs> to the finals, bro. Man, who did he have a bucket? Was Kyle Corver there? Nah, nah. nah Kyle Corver came with, with Iggy. Yeah, like, yeah, who did he have who could even get a bucket? Nah, we gotta yeah. pull up that roster. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. What's that? The two thousand sixes? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I mean AI, man. I mean, like you say, scope cultural, man. Like I remember at Deer Park, almost everybody had an AI jersey. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
you had to have one. Rajah Bell? Theo nah, Ratliff? it was Rajah Bell. No. I said Kevin Ollie. No. Theo Ratliff? <laughs> Rajah? Not Rajah. Yeah, Jermaine Jones. Oh, they had Tony Kukoc. Ooh. Kevin Ollie. Oh, they did have Kevin Ollie. Matt Geiger. Ooh. Kevin Ollie. Ooh. Todd McCullough. <laughs> Yo, I remember Todd McCullough, the Canadian. Yeah, I thought Todd McCullough was a different team. But yeah, Matt Todd Geiger. Get worked by Shaq. Let's talk about this now. You want to, hey, hey Sco, you want to know why Shaq got all those finals MVPs? Do you see who these centers were? Yeah. Do you see who so, these centers oh, so were? What I'm, you saying I'm giving is... him the ball every time down. Yo, Nick, I'm, I'm on record as saying I understand what Shaq did in them finals. But Kobe should have one or two of those. That's Yo, just my, Shaq was that's fouling just, out. That's just my opinion. Because Kobe was closing those games. Kobe was closing those games, especially against the Pacers. When they were hacking Shaq, and sometimes you had to sit him. Yeah. Like, people we forget about, about that. that. Don't get me wrong. His numbers are, Shaq's numbers in the finals are wild. But, I mean. You're going to do that versus Todd McCullough. Yeah, bro. Matt I guarantee you. Shaq, I, I, I hope you do that. Like, you better. <laughs> You better. Rick Smiths. I mean, who, who was the center on the Nets? I think McCullough oh, had McCullough, fouled. I think. <laughs> I think it was McCullough. Again, I think it was Tom McCullough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he played in two years in a row. I'm on record as saying Bean should have one or two of those, but hey, I ain't mad at Shaq. We got the ring, so that's all that matters. Yeah, man. Those are beautiful times, too. But shout out to AI, man, because, you know what I mean? Like, that practice rant was one of the most iconic moments yeah. in sports. Facts. And and for people who don't know, I, I used I grew up in Virginia Beach for like seven years, from like second, like from like two years old to like third grade. So, like AI down there was like a god, like oh in Virgi- like in Hampton legend. and all yeah, that. Legend. Like he's like a god. So like, I always been an AI fan, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put up twenty four thousand points at five nine, five ten. Talk to him, dog. They had Nazi Muhammad. <laughs> Dog, like, I always feel like the NBA did him dirty too. Because he, he didn't retired on his own, on his own accord. I watched Vince Carter play seven years longer than he should have. Allen Iverson gave more to the game than, than Vince Carter, but whatever. Allen Iverson gave his heart. Literally, gave he put it all on him. Moving on, number twenty-four. NBA champion, 10-time All-Star, five-time NBA first team, All-NBA second team, four-time All-NBA first team defense. Laker assistant. Five-time All-NBA defensive team, second team. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Five-time NBA assist leader. Yo, I should have been on this phone call. Damn, damn. (laughs) Number 24, Jason Kidd. So, Skull, let's give you the background on this. (laughs) <laughs> what happened so, for so everybody we, i i had i had technical difficulties last so we, night so what you on. saying he should be he should be higher i don't think you should put him higher because i feel like he where he at where he should be what i was gonna say so? is that we got into the discussion last night when we looked at this and we we went and we just said all right this the top 20 we put them to the side and then we said all right we got stockton nash kid kid has the ring out of all three of them, and you just named the credentials, which are out of this world. I don't think he's in a bad place. No, he's not. I'm, I'm just looking. One name that's sticking out to me is Clay. 
I mean, if you've got to factor in championships too and being, you know, one of the greatest shooters, probably top two ever, top three maybe if you count Ray Allen. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean yeah. honestly, bro, I'm listen, my list, I got Stockton over kid. That's my list. But, you know, the fact that Stock, that kid was, you know, he was on this list, he's a top three, top four point guard, correct? Yeah, I think that yeah. would put him at this point. I believe like top three or four. Yeah, that's pretty good as as far as point guards. Now maybe maybe Clay is a little premature, but then I can't forget three three rings. I can't forget it. I can't forget five straight finals appearances either. I can see the rings being it, but like looking at individual. So, Scott, who would you you just heard Nick say Stockton over Kid on his list? If no. you had to pin those two, who would you? Who, what would your what would your take be? I'm taking Jason Kidd. Y'all stop that. I'm taking Jason Kidd. Y'all, y'all just, y'all just told me y'all. And it's not because he white. It's not because he white. It's not because y'all pick Booker over Luca though. So listen, we got different opinions. You love them numbers, but we gonna leave that one alone. I ain't even. Man, you, man, y'all, y'all love no playoff appearances. (laughs) Seventy points and a loss. (laughs) I I bench Booker. I started uh, Tatum. Yeah, I bench Booker too. I told you why. I, I told you though. why with Luca. No, I told you. I'm on. I'm on y'all. Yeah, Booker is not that. He is not. Ace go. Ace go. So we're gonna see come playoff time what Luca did. Well, at least he'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, he was so. You don't know the Suns got invited. My man Booker. My man Booker chilling. The Sun. No, the Suns got invited. You never know. You never know. Uh, never know. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> but I mean, as Look. far as Clay though, let's not forget that. He also plays both sides of the, of, of the of the basketball, like of the court. I mean, like when they need a matchup, taking out the game, they put Clay on them. They put Clay on the Chris Pauls and the Russell Westbrooks of the world. Um, Steph can't guard his position, but I respect it. Hey, we're not talking about Steph. We talking about Clay. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to do to to sit there and and, t- and take the now to be that big def- and, and guard a point guard. Yeah, that's tough. And Play then like to come six, on the six, other seven, court six, and, and, and shoot 10 threes a game and make seven of them? Like, that's tough. Kid was tough, though. I'm not, I mean, 24 is cool. But just when I rattled off all of that, I was like, whoa. I mean, Kid, kid was cool. He went to three finals. Went to three finals. Two of them, he was leading the team, the Nets, that didn't have a shot, but he got them there. So, I think 24 Yeah, they ran into some tough pump for somebody back who, to back. Yeah, I mean, 40% from the field for a career, like, 34 from three. Like, he was a two-way player for sure. You know what I mean? But, yeah, 12, 8, and 6. Yeah, 12, 9, and 6. He was a – I ain't trying to disrespect him. I think 24 is is flowers. Oh, it's cool. But, I mean, this is a – I mean, he also became a bucket – not a bucket. He learned how to shoot late in his career. I remember them saying that his name was Ace and Kid because he didn't have a J. But back then, point guards was a little different. So I got to take that into effect, too. They didn't need the point guard to be the offensive threat like they do today. But, um, yeah, I'm cool with Ace and Kid. My man Stockton averaged 10 assists and 14 points. Just putting that out there. Bring up this next man's accolade. Number 23, Admiral, two-time NBA champion, MVP, 
10-time NBA All-Star, four-time first team, two-time second team, four-time third team, defensive player of the year, four-time NBA All-Defensive team, four-time NBA All-Defensive second team. David Robinson. Damn. Yeah, yo, that surprised me when you said that last night too, Nick. That really shocked. Yeah, he uh he beat Shaq out for it, I think. That shocked me. Yeah, he beat Shaq out. Didn't he drop his And that's the night that he put up the 70 points. Cause I think he had asked like what he needed. Cause him and Shaq had a little a little well, Shaq had an imaginary beef with David Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he did. And um he had asked what the difference was. I think Shaq had already played, so they said, yo, you need 70 to get the the scoring ch- championship. And, um, yo, give me the ball. <laughs> they went on four. So clear out, clear out. <laughs> and that's what they did. They gave that man the ball, and he put up 70 points. Yo, that man, that man, my, what my man Shaq used to abuse David Robinson. <laughs> he used to be flagrant. <laughs> well, the story be behind flagrant. The story behind that, because Shaq grew up in Texas, and he said something like he was at a camp, and David Robinson like didn't shake his hand or something like that, and Shaq just carried that with him. But David Robinson swears to this day that it never happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Shaq even admitted, like, nah, it, it didn't happen. What's up with these these NBA players and their imaginary beefs? And they be needing motivations to get up for the games. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but David Robinson, though. when when you think about the great centers, he's he's usually the fifth or sixth one you name. So this is a perfect spot for him. I think it's tough that the first two years of his career, he was in the service. In his first year in the NBA, he's averaging 24 and 12. And four blocks. That's valid. He was physically dominant. Like, he was an athlete. The way he could run the floor, his, I mean, you've seen his physique pause. He was he was different. He was different. Um, the teams around him before Tim got there were a little shaky, but yeah, I mean round. once they found the once they found the recipe and they had those twin towers, it was a wrap because they had the perfect role players around them back then: Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr, uh, who else? Mario Elliott. Mario, oh, I forgot about yo. Yeah, they had some. Too. They had the perfect assemble of, of players that contribute, you know, and play their roles the the best way possible, right? And then they just cultivated that. As they kept going and going and going, they just kept adding and retooling, and adding and retooling. And he was able to get a ring at thirty five. Uh, um, I'm sorry, thirty five. He was able to get a ring. Uh, I think his last year of his career. When they won in uh, two thousand two. Coming in at number 22, NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, three-time league MVP, 12-time All-Star, four-time NBA first team, four-time NBA second team, All-NBA defensive first team, All-NBA defensive second team, six-time rebound champion. I'm not even going to mention the ABA because that wasn't a part of this, but he did work in ABA too. Moses Malone. Big dog. Got 30,000 points, man. 
He's a big dog. You just named him. I'm accurate. <laughs> Got 30,000 points. Almost almost 18,000 rebounds. A lot of people don't bring his name up when they talk about the greats, but he was that. A lot of them dudes that played the bulk of their career in the 70s just don't get mentioned. It's like sweeping them under the rug because of they was the real cocaine cowboy back then. Um, he was dominant. 80 on, he was a bucket. He was, yeah, he was a problem. Big and strong. He was like country strong. He was from. Mm-hmm. Him and Barkley together, man. Like, they was, I don't know, man. Like, I, Moses, Moses was one of those players where you know when he stepped out on the court, he was going to get you that 25 and 15. <laughs> like that was one of, like a foregone conclusion, and he did that for a long time in the NBA. Bringing up the player that I just mentioned, Shooters all the time. Game six yeah. play is different. Very different. Game six play he, is different. He, shoot, he shoots from three point percent, like his, like forty two percent from three. As much as he hoist them up up there, like that is different, bro. Oh, see, and that's why early when you called Lonzo, I'm like, how how many attempts? Because I, you know, dudes like Clay and Steph, they shooting ten of them a game. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, We've man. seen Clay score 37 in a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen Clay make 14 threes in a game. So people don't even have career highs of 37. <laughs> no. Nah. Like, let's just keep it 100. He had that in Keith the quarter. Keith sold me last night. Because yeah, at first um, I was, I was kind of with Skull. I was like, man, a little too high. But then he started telling me, like, nah, three-time NBA champion. He does it on both sides. Yeah. He shoots at that clip like he might be a better shooter than Steph. Yeah, arguably. Yeah, it's arguably. arguably. You can make the argument. I would say, and this, I don't even think this is a hot take, but if Clay doesn't tear his ACL last year, they they beat the Raptors. Hundred percent. Well, even without Kevin, I I strongly agree. Yeah, I strongly agree. And then just that place in history he deserves, just off the strength that the Splash Brothers were a thing. Like, that was a thing. Like, them winning 73 games in the regular season, that was a thing. And that was that was Stephen, that was Stephen Clay. So, you know. Well, Jackson said they was the best shooting backcourt ever in, like, their third year playing together. He's seen it. That's different, bro. Like. He's seen it. And I, and um, he's only 20, what, 20, 30 years old, I think? 20, 29, 30. He yeah, got, a, a, he got at least another good 10. And with the three-point shooters, he can yeah. he can he can chill. You know what I mean? He can play a, a long time in this league still. As long as his legs stay right, he'd be straight. Um, he ain't got a dribble. He don't. Sixty points off eleven of them things. <laughs> yep. Yo, yo, what is that, yo? Like, how do you do that? 
It's cheating. <laughs> That's some cheap pay <laughs> stuff. That's when you jamming on the call for pass. <laughs> and you getting bad teammate grade, but you don't care. That's how you his does. catch and shoot is on Hall of is is Hall of Fame. That's elite, yo. Ooh. All right, I let's wrap how it. it takes to, in the gym to, to get shoot that, in at that clip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talking a thousand plus buckets a night, and yeah, Clay, one of them people, and I think I said it last night, and I think I'll say it about the next person. They win a number one or two, and they shoot up this list a little bit. Mm-hmm. This next one win another one. <laughs> yeah, we gonna you gotta talk about him in a whole different light. <laughs> he had a yeah, different because that strategy. would be three with three with different three, three di- different teams. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. And if he wins all, and if he wins the finals MVP, come on now. Yeah, so gotta be crazy. That ain't been done. With no further ado, two-time NBA champion, two-time Finals MVP, four-time All Star. Two-time NBA first team, All-NBA second team. Two-time NBA defensive player of the year. Three-time All-NBA defensive team first. Two-time All-Defensive team second. And a Stills leader in 2015. The Claw, Wild Leonard. <laughs> he didn't won one in both conferences, for starters. I'm not going to say they would have won the series when Zaza slid up under him, but they did come out game one, and they had like an 18 or 20-point lead in the Oracle. Now, they was up by 25 on the yeah. boys with KD there. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about Kawhi, like, he he always has that look on his eyes. Like, like you know he's coming at you. So they better have got Zaza out there, you know yeah. what I mean, to do what he do. Pull that goal move, yeah. You I'm, know what I mean? Because they saw, they saw some trouble. They was like, oh, no, he coming out. He different. Because I'm not lying. I didn't expect that that game one. And I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, he hot in the first. And then Kawhi just wasn't missing. And I'm I don't like, think, oh, I don't snaps. think the, I don't think the Warriors had anybody that could stop Yo, him. No, they like, didn't. You put Draymond that, on him. Okay, so. Because so. that was the first Flare game on. that that we seen Kawhi. Oh, he can he can be the man? Yeah. <laughs> like, he can be the man, man? Because you're talking oh. about no Duncan at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's just him. No, I think Duncan was there. He was just, you know, role playing Duncan. You know how Duncan he was still there. Yeah, he was role playing Duncan. I think. Don't don't hold me to that. I believe been. I believe Duncan was still there because he he, he only retired a few years ago. I knew L. A. was there. I ain't know. I ain't yeah, know. If L. A. was there, then then yeah, I take it back. Was there. Yeah, I take yeah. it back. Um, this is a man because the Bucks were up 2-0 on them last year. Yeah, and. Nurse said, yo, go go get big boy. <laughs> and once he got big boy, yeah. things changed. Took him, and before you even get to playing big boy, he hit the game seven shot in Toronto against the Sixers in the, in the semis. That was a big so, shot. That's a huge shot. So <laughs> Kawhi went getting, another one, and I, I don't want him to because he, he a clipper. So now it's like I, I, I got to like really dislike him. Even though I like Kawhi, he went another one. Yo, we talking about Kawhi in a whole different stratosphere. <laughs> like <laughs> that dude is tough. Yeah, and and, some, and, that, some... and that two defensive player of the years, like yeah, that adds to the to the yeah. myth because it's like yo, he out here getting you buckets and he strapping, strapping, strapping though. Yeah, like like Skull just said, 
you were down 2-0. And so we heard Gary Payton say that about the Sonics and the Bulls. And we saw, (laughs) not to compare Jordan and Greek Freak, but at that point, Nurse, I guess, said, yo, stick him. And I'm sure Kawhi probably wanted to stick him from game one, just knowing Kawhi, because he just looked like one of them dudes who just don't care. Yeah, I think they was, because Kawhi was hurt that whole playoff run. Yeah. (laughs) And and with you being the offensive number one option, I'm sure they wanted to save him, but it got to the point, all right, you got to go get him. And when it was time, he took Giannis completely out the game. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, as much as I like Giannis, and when we had these conversations about top 50, his potential could potentially be through the roof. But I just don't know if he's there yet. And people like Kawhi, you mentioned Bam out of bio. Those big, strong bodies can take Giannis kind of out of his game. And if Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe or Lopez not really stepping up, Wesley Matthews, then then the Bucks in trouble. That's what I was going to ask you, Keith. Like, what do y'all want to see most out of Giannis in this playoffs? I think you just answered that. Yeah, he's 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 got to yeah, um, he's got to be able to hit that jumper a bit more consistent for me. And he's just going when they need a bucket, he's going to have to be the one who goes and gets. He, yeah, he's got to yep. go take over. He's got to go get it. Yep. Because, I mean, you can't just – I know how your team is constructed and why it's constructed in that way. But when it's time and they not hitting them shots, you got to go get it. <laughs> you got to go get it. Um, Kawhi went, an, Kawhi went another one. Some people getting knocked out that top 15, top 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just say it. It's, it's, it's going to be undeniable at that point. You're talking three championships, three teams. And I'm pretty sure another finals MVP. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. LeBron has a chance to do that this year. It's not too many other players that have a chance to be on three different teams and be title contenders everywhere you go. Um, I'll just say this. I was telling everybody last year when he got to the Raptors, I said, yo, they going. And they're like, no, nah, it's the same team. I said, no, 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 no. He is different from DeMar. Oh, he's way different. <laughs> no, 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 no. Way different. He ain't DeMar. No, 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 no. He ain't DeMar. He ain't DeMar. Well, they still got Kyle Lowry. I don't care. That man is different. One and more the ball fell in their court. Injuries. But, I mean, the first championship that the Warriors won, they ain't play a, a top five point guard. They all got hurt. So, yeah, man, things yeah. happen when you win championship. Hey, it's got to be he a He still had to story. go out and play. So... So that's the uh, 29 through 20. Next uh, week, we, I mean, not next week. What's today's day? I'm I'm all over the place. What's today? Friday. Today's Friday. So Monday. Monday will continue the list. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go into a commercial break. We'll be back, Nitty Gritty, and wrap up. KO Graphics offers high-quality graphic designs within 24 to 48 hours. Quality and time is both guaranteed with unlimited revisions. Visit us at www.kographics.com. All right, fellas. Wraps up episode 14. We got the NBA back. That's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, I'd like to give another thank you to 
Jimmy for coming on today, blessing us with his time. Listeners, if you haven't yet already, go check out that documentary, Basketball County in the Water. Also, go check out his film. Center Wanted. Um, again, we are on all social, I mean, social platforms. We are all on um, podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you find your podcast, we are there. Stay safe, stay blessed. Holla at you Monday. No, no.